Morning Church. I'm reading this morning from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 6 to 18. For God who said let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Thank you, Julia, for reading the passage for us today. And with you just to share a few thoughts around these words the Apostle Paul says to the church in Corinth. The Apostle Paul is a man that is going through so much suffering. He goes through so many trials and he is accused as well um, from, from people in Corinth. And people would think, that why is this man going through so much suffering? This man who is an apostle, who is so well connected with God, why is he going through so much suffering? Surely he shouldn't be. And But as followers of Jesus, we know that there are seasons of pain, there are seasons of brokenness and, and suffering. And we look around us today and, and that, that seems to be true um, in the world that we are, we are living in today. And, and God seems to allow such circumstances to happen. In verse 8 of this passage, we see that Paul says that he allows us to be hard-pressed, he allows us to be perplexed. He allows persecution. He allows us to be struck down. However, this is not our final destination because he says that we are not crushed. He says that we are not in despair. We are never abandoned and we are never destroyed. The message translation puts it like this. We've been surrounded and battled by troubles, but we're not demoralized. We're not sure what to do. But we know that God knows what to do. We've been spiritually terrorized, but God hasn't left our side. We've been thrown down, but we haven't broken. 
Paul reminds us that though we may think we are at the end and we feel like giving up and throwing in the towel because it may feel like we're in a bit of a boxing round, boxing match, we're going through round after round and just kept on getting knocked back. But Paul reminds us that even when we feel like we're at the end, we are never at the end of hope. Why? Because there is a God who knows what to do. There is a God who does not leave our side. And there is a God who still today wants to demonstrate his power, his goodness in us and through us. No matter how weak or how knocked back we feel, God is with us. I wonder if you feel like you're on a bit of a hill at the moment and you just cannot see the end. You cannot see the end in sight. When I, I go running quite a bit and whenever I have the motivation to. Um, and when I plan my route, I always seem to plan a terrible ending because I live on a hill. And when I come towards the end of this run, I always end up at the bottom of this hill. And I'm like, oh, Dan, you idiot. Like, why, why are you running this way? And, um, and people who know me, you know, you know that I'm quite competitive. I don't like being defeated. And I'm thinking, I'm going to get this. I'm going to beat this hill. I'm going to get up there. And there have been times where I have achieved it. Um, but there are times where I have failed it. And it all plays with your mind. You have negative things come in your mind thinking, you cannot do this. You are not going to make it. You cannot keep going. Um, and you have to encourage your inner self to just keep pushing through, thinking that I can do this. I am going to make it. I am not giving up. And it can feel like that with, with life. Your, your mind battles with you a little bit. And, and I want to encourage you today, whatever hill you feel like you are on and you maybe cannot see the end in sight, you can keep going. You can keep going. Because we have an almighty, powerful God that enables us to keep going. It is only the power of God that provides a way through. Breakthrough will come because of who God is. It is only by the power of God that the church continues to stand. The church continues to grow. Christ continues to build his church. We can keep going. It is only by the power of God that lives today are still being transformed. And I want to speak these two words over our lives this morning as we just, just reflect on this passage of what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4. And these two words I want to say to us today are this. Take heart. Take heart. We can have courage today. See, Paul reminds us um, he opens and closes 2 Corinthians 4 by saying that, that he doesn't lose heart because of this ministry. Because of this gospel message, we will not lose heart. Because of our faith, we will not lose heart. Because we know that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, we will not lose heart. Even though outwardly we are wasting away, Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. We will not lose heart. 
do not lose heart. We can have courage through times of fear and uncertainty because of who is still with us, because of the gospel message, message which continues to stand, and because of who is still working in us and through us. I want to encourage you and remind you this morning that you can take heart because of the one who lives in you. We can take heart because it is Christ that lives in us. In verse 6 of this passage, Paul says, For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts, to give us the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. What an amazing thought and truth that is. The one who was before all things, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who said those very words, let there be light, lives in us. What an amazing truth that is. Christ lives in me. Do you believe it? Sometimes we may forget it. Remember that Christ lives in you. Because when we go through times like these, we really need to believe it, remember it more than ever before. Christ lives in me so we can have courage. We can take heart. We begin to lose heart when we forget about the one who is living in us. We begin to lose heart when we choose to maybe fix our eyes on what is seen. People can see that I'm alone. People can see that I have let them down. People can see that I am broken. Do not lose heart by believing this and drawing yourself deeper into further isolation and pain. You are not on your own. You are never, you are never abandoned. As we decide to believe this truth that Christ is the one that lives in us. He has made his light shine in us. Shining us, therefore, we do not live a life of darkness or despair. We have the light of hope and glory so we can take heart. In this verse, we begin to see Paul explain how God has given us the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. If we look in the previous chapter, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul describes God's glory in the face of Moses. See, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with these Ten Commandments, his face glowed from being in God's presence. His face was just, was just so bright. And he even had to put a veil over his face so the people were not terrified by the brightness. However, that glory began to fade away as the glory of the new covenant has come. Jesus Christ. The everlasting glory which lives in you. This veil illustrated the fading of the old covenant which hardened people's hearts as it kept them from understanding the purpose of Christ. It was the old covenant that was written on stone, but the new covenant, Jesus Christ, is written on our hearts. Jesus is the one who has come to restore us, to save us, all by his blood shed on the cross. This is why Jesus says on the Last Supper with his disciples, his close friends, this is the cup. Drink this cup, it is the cup of the new covenant. Jesus is the lamb that was slain for us all. 
And as Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, whoever turns to the Lord, whoever looks to the Lord, Jesus, the veil is taken away. It is only Jesus Christ that removes that veil, giving eternal life and freedom, because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It is the spirit of God that has been poured into our lives as we, as we decide to choose Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. It is the Spirit of God who is in us. Christ lives in me so we can have courage. We can take heart through these times. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, Paul goes on to say, We who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. This glory that the Spirit imparts to us surpasses the glory Moses experienced. Amazing. When we focus on the life of Jesus, we begin to understand the awe and glory of God revealed in our hearts. Christ lives in me. And as our knowledge of who he is deepens, the Holy Spirit helps us to change and grow in confidence in who we are so we can have courage, so we can take heart. And the more closely we follow Christ, the more we will be like him and the more he will be, be revealed in us and through us. Turn to the Lord. Turn to Jesus and have courage. It is his light, his glory, that is in you in the midst of chaos, confusion, and hard times. It is that same power which conquered death, that same power which overcame darkness, which lives in you. This gives us hope that God is still in control and that everything will work out in his way. It's all in his way. This is why we can take heart, knowing that God has a way that is better than our way. It is Christ that lives in you. Take heart. Second thing I want to say is that we can take heart by being obedient to God's call. In verse 7 of 2 Corinthians 4, Paul says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. See, clay jars were containers which were created by skilled potters. They would be shaped and molded exactly the way they desired it to be. Then they would paint it, decorate it, glaze it for whatever purpose they would have in mind. In the ancient times, there would be sacred, sacred scrolls or valuable documents that would be kept in these jars of clay for safekeeping. It was even said that the Dead Sea Scrolls were kept there as well. For us today, we need to know that we have been created. We have been shaped. We have been molded. As, the, as David the psalmist says, we have been fearfully and wonderfully made. And in us, as we look to Jesus, we have this treasure stored in us that will last forever, which can never be broken. See, Paul describes who we are, who we are by this illustration of jars of clay, having this treasure, this valuable, beautiful, powerful treasure stored within us. 
And this is the light, which ultimately is the good news of Jesus. And it is the all-surpassing power that is in us. See, we are breakable. We have fallen. We have done wrong. We have sinned. We are weak. And yet God still chose us so that his power could work in us and through us. That is an amazing thought and truth. When we feel like we're breakable, there is a power in you that can never be extinguished, that can never be broken. And it's the power and the good news of Jesus Christ. And if we want to see this power of Christ revealed in us and through us, then we are required to take heart by being obedient to the calling of God. Let's not give up seeking him. He has called us to come to him. He has called us to follow him through all situations. He calls us to fellowship with one another. And he says, when two or three, are ga- when two or three gather, I am there with you. Do not lose heart by turning away from the calling of God. Take heart by keep on seeking him. Welcome him, invite him, continue to invite Jesus into your daily life. What is it that he is saying to you today? See, when we, re- we read and we hear his word, we hear the promises of God spoken over, over our lives, but he also calls us to engage in his word. He calls us to engage in his promises. He calls us to live for him in every situation. We look at the life of the Apostle Paul. He kept on proclaiming Jesus even when he was constantly put in prison. He kept on seeking Jesus even when he faced numerous, uh, faced death numerous times. He kept on giving thanks even when he was shipwrecked. Three times he was shipwrecked, yet he still praised God. When he was beaten with rods, when he was cold and he was naked, when he journeyed with a thorn inside of him, he still worshipped and praised God and continued the mission. Just as God chose Paul, God purposely chose you. He chose you to be his messenger. He chose you to spread this good news which is inside of you, Jesus Christ. God chose you. Have courage, take heart by knowing that he chose you and be obedient to the call. It is our responsibility to let, to let others see Jesus through us. I want to encourage you to be all that God has called you to be. You are a child of God. Follow his ways. Forgive. Be gracious. Be compassionate, be slow to anger, be rich in love, put yourself last, make sacrifices. It is hard to do this, but if we are to follow Christ, we have to be obedient to what he calls us to do. And that will mean doing something that you don't really want to do. That is what obedience is. But we have this responsibility to show this all surpassing power that is from God it is not about us it is all about Jesus and he needs to be made known in our daily lives he needs to be made known in this city in our nation in our world in our neighborhood 
Jesus Christ needs to be made known. Take heart. Be all that he has called you to be. Finally, I want to say this to you this morning. That we can take heart as we decide to fix our focus. In verse 18 of this passage, 2 Corinthians 4, he says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We will begin to lose heart when we begin to lose our focus. We begin to lose heart when we begin to lose our focus. See, it is easy to fix our eyes on what is seen. It's easy to focus on the pain, easy to focus on the problems. It can take over our lives. It can corrupt our lives. It can change us how we feel about life. It can get us down. And this is what the enemy loves to see. See, the enemy is all, always trying to pull you away from God. The enemy is trying to be louder in your life than, than God. Do not listen to the voice of the enemy. Listen to the voice of God. Be aware of the distractions that are involved in your life. What is it that is keeping you distant from God? What is it that is making you lose heart? See, we can all unite together with what we are seeing at the moment across this world and in this nation. It can trigger something within us to lose heart. But I want to encourage you today to fix your eyes on the things above, not on earthly things. Fix your eyes on your creator. Fix your eyes on the one who transformed your life. Fix your eyes on your helper, comforter, provider, the eternal father. Fix your eyes by looking to Jesus. The Apostle Paul says these words in Colossians 3, verse 1 to 4. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Take heart as we decide to fix our focus. Set your heart and your minds on the eternal Father. Do not lose heart. Do not lose Jesus. Do not miss out on the purpose of God, who is still today wants to work in you and through you. You just need to come as you are. Come in your weakness, in your brokenness. He has still chosen you. He wants to use you. And if you do not know Jesus, receive this good news today. Receive this treasure, this valuable, beautiful, powerful treasure in your hearts. You are loved. God loves you. Jesus came to die for you, to take upon all that wrong on himself. Jesus was the lamb that was slain for us all. And Jesus was raised to life. He defeated pain. He defeated brokenness. He overcame the darkness. And so today we are too raised to new life. And this is our hope. We get to be with him forever. We have this free undeserved gift of eternal life. I want you to know that there are bigger 
and there are better things to come because of who we follow, because of who is at work, and because of who is in your life. Receive this amazing gift of Jesus and be transformed. Let me close with these words from Jesus as he says in the, as it says in the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus says these very words, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Do not lose heart. Take heart, because it is Christ that lives in you. Take heart by being obedient to God's call. And we can take heart as we decide to fix our focus. May God bless you and keep you in this time. Thank you.